Welcome to It All Starts With You podcast, where young, health-centered people come to get fired up to learn the tips, tricks, and health hacks of what it takes to level up your performance. I'm your host, Michael Sack, and each week I'll be bringing you the most incredible people to share their story and knowledge in order to help you take your health to the next level. Today on the show, we have Hanse Bolden. Welcome to It All Starts With You. Thanks, man. How you doing? Wonderful. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Happy to fight traffic and get here and be able to talk to you. Absolute trooper. Um, so who, who is Hansei? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I call myself a random enthusiast. I'm a nomad and I'm a bit of an, an obsessive. You know, I like things. I, I like to grab a hold of them and I like to get in deep and, and learn something or be a part of it. And, uh, and then move on after I've gotten my fill and my taste. My favorite people are unreasonable people. I like people that like extreme things and they're willing to uh, sacrifice nearly everything for it. I, I dabble in a bit of everything right now. I got a bodybuilding show coming up on the 30th of April. I have an apparel company that we're trying to expand out into some other ventures. And uh, I'm a father and a friend. I really like that. So what do you mean by grab something and move on from that? Um, you know, so like, uh, I, I am one of these people who I, I'll find a hobby and I become completely obsessed and entrenched with it for the next, however long it takes for me to feel either comfortable or okay, or I've gotten my fill of it. And some of those hobbies stick around and they'll stay forever. And other ones I just wanted to get in and play with and understand, immerse myself in a different world. You know, I think there's nothing like learning and growing, man. It's something about being able to be a beginner. You only get that time once for whatever new thing you're, you, you have. And uh, when you're a beginner, man, there's so many lessons and just little, little tidbits of magic that you get from being a beginner, you know? So that, that's what it is for me. So what's your relationship with growth? Oh, with growth, I have a fear of looking back every few years and being the same, right? I don't want to be the same. I want to be able to experience things. It's a big, giant world, man. Like to never see certain things, to never do certain things, have certain experiences is a very scary thought to me. You know, uh, there's a quote, I don't remember where it's from or whatever, but the guy's like, you know, I'm in love with places I've never seen and food I've never had. And, and that's how I feel about, about most things, man. I just want to, I want to get out. I want to adventure, you know, um, I got a good buddy of mine named Andrew. And, um, one of the, one of the things we talk about, and I talk about with a lot of friends of mine is, uh, what does the modern man do for adventure? Right. There's no more firsts for Everest, you know, other than the ocean. I don't think there's a lot of firsts. Maybe there is, and I'm just not well read enough, but like, you know, if you if you and I wanted to create the ultimate adventure for ourselves, I'm not sure what that would be. And so I think for some of us, that just has to be growth through challenge and experience and new things. It doesn't always have to be, you know, you know, you can't always be the first man on the moon. You can't always be the first man to run a four minute mile. But if I've never run one, damn, there's probably a lot of lessons in there anyways, whether it's my first time or somebody else's first time. Where did this fascination of growth and throwing yourself into these new experiences come from 
I, I have no idea why I throw myself into things. I'm always, the, it's, a, it's been a problem for a long time. I'm always the guy who's like, oh yeah, we'll just sign up for it, you know? Uh, I wouldn't I've gotten better call, I wouldn't about call it, right? it a, a problem by any means, mate. You just got, <laughs> you just got more, um, more courage, more balls to actually go ahead and do something. <laughs> well, you know, um, it's funny. Like my sister told me a while ago, you know, she's talking about my dad. My dad's one of these guys who uh, I don't think I've ever heard him say he couldn't do something. What I've heard him say is, give me a bit. You know, and he's a guy that goes to the library, gets a book, gets a friend, talks to somebody, and then he figures it out. And I saw that growing up, and I never knew it manifested into this, but I think that's really what it came from. As far as, like, the other stuff, man, I, I had a job once uh, where the phrase for the job is, you've never worked so hard to be average, right? And so I remember having a pretty large ego at the time and walking into this office full of guys who were just good at everything. You know, they're strong, they're fast, they're well-read, they're smart. They, I mean, you name it, they could do it, right? Guys are doing physics for fun in their, in their spare time. And, and, I, and I was like, well, I don't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> and so trying to, play, trying to play catch up became this thing where it was like, oh, there's more out here. You know, because at first I think, you know, like like a lot of us, man, like you're 22, you're 23, 24 years old and, and your your favorite things on the planet are hanging out with your buddies, women and beer. Yeah. And, and and there's nothing wrong with that. No. But then all of a sudden you you remember like, oh, there's another experience out there also that actually, you know, when you when you start thinking about it, you start pulling back a little bit. That experience is enriched from the fact that you went and did all these other things. And then when you start having hanging out with your friends or, you know, you're talking to ladies, now you can talk about these things that you've done. Um, and, you know, so it's one of those things, man. It, the more I do, the more I want to do. The more I do, the more that I want to do. So you feed that curiosity from the experiences that you have in order to go on to the next one, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I also think that just like, like I said, like I think there's a little, there's a little piece of magic and when you do something new and those little bits of knowledge that you get, man, like, you know, whether it's the fact that like, um, you know, I just had a, uh, I had a debate recently with, with someone. They were talking about the uh, Major League Baseball and they were talking about a, dis a, a dislike they have for baseball players who hit home runs and then walk the bases. And I asked, I asked this person, I was like, hey, have you ever done anything in front of a crowd where all eyes are on you? And they said, no. And I was like, I challenge you to do this. And she was like, well, you know, why, why is this? Why would you challenge me to do this? And I said, well, the, the real thing here is uh, after you spent so much time practicing, doing all this stuff, and you've been put in this high pressure situation. Do you really care what anyone else has to say? I was like, probably not. So probably if I hit a home run and I want to walk the bases, there's probably nothing on this planet you can say to me to make me run those bases because I did all the work, you know? And I think that that little bit of magic that you get at 4 a.m. while you're practicing, you know, to hit a home run or to surf, you know, and those little itty bitty lessons, those are the ones that matter most, man. And if you, and if you can really get in tune with it those are the things you can carry over to your life right and it makes your life even better right like i haven't surfed it's on my bucket list right and one of the things that i i know that i think i'll find from surfing because a lot of jujitsu players are surfers 
is that that moment of that moment of like quiet right and that's kind of what i search for in all things is like that moment where your focus is so peak the world is quiet and i think that that is um that's just something i just continuously and i will always search for till the day i die you know it's just that moment of just like, oh, my God, I'm here. Nothing else matters. Um, a buddy of mine, man, he calls it when you seek death. He's like, that. you tend to find it in in times where the stakes are so high, it's like death. You know, death's like right around the corner. Even though it might not be, it feels like I have to pay attention to it. You know, surfing on a motorcycle at 100 miles an hour, jiu-jitsu at a high level, you know. You, you have to be locked in and tuned in. And I think that that's a little secret to life that you can kind of take out there and high pressure situations are normal life, man. You're in traffic and it's terrible. Like right now, instead of getting mad, I'm like, Oh, this is easy. How do you tap into that moment? Because a lot of people will go through their lives, not being able to find it. How do you tap into that? You know, man, I think one thing is, is putting your, I think get, saying yes and putting yourself in positions that maybe you didn't want to be in or you didn't think you wanted to be in uh, is probably where it starts. You know, you got to find your groove, man. And I, and I hate to say it in such a like, a, I don't want to sound like a blow off, but like, you know, we all, everyone's fire is kind of stoked by something different, right? But once you kind of figure that out, I think you just kind of have to continuously feed it. Like mine is I love those moments of quiet and zen that come from ultimate focus, right? And I also really feed on seeing passionate people get after their thing and so one of the things that i do is i try to make sure i stay in those moments and i think the, the other piece to that or two parts is like being able to zoom out a little bit on your life so you know like this this is this is a special thing because it's real easy to see something as like oh this is just surfing this is just jujitsu you know what i mean but man, dude, like somebody can't do that. Somebody doesn't have the opportunity or the time or, or whatever. And once you can kind of like realize, like, it's kind of cool and special, yeah. these little, you know, these little things, uh, I think that's super important. And I just think we overlook it, man. And I think the more you can kind of be like, oh, this is, this is it. And not just get caught in the mundaneness of life. It, and it doesn't have to be grand. It doesn't have to be I think a lot of us got sold this like this lie that we had to live this like giant life, you know, when actually in all actuality, like one of my perfect mornings is to just get up and spend some time alone, get some physical exertion, get in my head so I can get out of my head and just be in nature and then go be with my family and loved ones. Like how cool is that? You know, pretty powerful, you know, and, but it's also easily lost though. We can get easily lost in it for any number of things, right? Any, I mean, anything from the material to, to whatever. And I'm not saying that those are bad or wrong because don't get me wrong, man, there's plenty of stuff I want. <laughs> but I, I tend to find that the more simple we can make things, the better they are. Yeah. Oh no, I think that's it, man. I think the more simple we can make things, the better, man. There's a piece, um, this guy, I think it's Derek Sievers. I always mess it up. He has a piece called Subtract. And it's like a little, maybe 500 word essay. And he boils it down at the end and he just says, you know, the world's going to push you to add, but it, we tend to find better in subtracting. I think that's, I think there's nothing true, more true than that, man. The more I can subtract some nonsense out of my life, the better off my life is, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean I have to add more, a bigger house or a bigger this or a better that. And sometimes it's just like one of the realizations I had lately 
was about in order to make my life better i've been I, a friend a friend of mine we uh we call it building a spaceship right you're building your own spaceship yeah, i look at my life like i'm building a spaceship man and i could add more stronger bigger rockets on it right but sometimes it's just about getting rid of bullshit yeah <laughs> you yeah. know like we could get we could make bigger stronger faster rockets but how about we just get rid of this trash we don't need silly relationships stupid arguments things that we're tied to that don't matter that should bring you no joy or love or or appreciation or or anything you know and so the more i can find that and live in that the better off it is man and i and i, I find that through those experiences i find that through you know any number of things i i call it like living the search and i'm just constantly trying to live the search man just what's what's the the next place i can find that moment of like <sighs> what's your process of getting rid of unnecessary bs i usually measure it against time if i'm honest i think that's the the, the start so i turned 40 in february or just a couple of weeks ago the life expectancy here in the u.s is 80 give or take a year or two so the way i tell everyone is i, I got 40 years to get shit done i got you know, and if we're really honest, right? Like I've been, I've treated my body like an amusement park. So at some point in time, I'll probably need a new hip and maybe some other stuff. Yeah. Um, so that, that 40 years might more, look more like 20 years of actual, like I'm still able to get around well and everything else. And actually do shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't have time to deal with people who aren't kind, who aren't serving whatever my, my higher purpose is, whatever dreams I have. I'm a dreamer, right? So if you can't dream with me, you can't be here, right? If the first thing you do is stomp on my dreams, then we, we can't, we can't, we can't have fun. You can give them the thing. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so I, I kind of measure it against those things, man. And I also am I'm well aware of the fact that like when I've invited you into my universe, I'm responsible. It's not you. So if I invite you into my universe and you cause havoc and wreak havoc, that's a me problem. If I let you in and can keep you in, I don't get to complain about it. I've let you in and kept you in for a reason, hopefully, right? Like maybe you make really cool knives or something. And so the side effect is I have to deal with you complaining six days a week, but I'm okay with that. Then that's all right. But it's once you start recognizing like how much of a drag it is and how much of a time lost it is, and it's not for a good reason, it's not for a positive or a thing that you value, then I think it's time to go. And it doesn't have to be out of some hate or dislike or anything else. It's just, I'm moving in this direction. The spaceship's going this way, man. And if you're not on, sorry, you know, my, my, time is, my time is valuable. That's some really strong posture. And... <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. No, a posture, yeah. a posture is good. How have you been able to build this such self-confidence in, into yourself? What experiences have you had leading up to this point? You know, so the, the thing I can trace this back to, and, and it'll get dark for a second, so bear with me. Okay. I, I was in the military for, uh, you know, roughly 20 years. I had an amazing career. And then somewhere around 2015, 2016, you know, if I'm, if I'm really honest, probably 2014, I started to fall into a depression and I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know that I wouldn't have called it depression in 2014, 2015. I would have just called it like, uh, life isn't cool right now. 
offer to know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Around 2016, it hit me. And I just know no getting away from it, right? There's something wrong, but I still don't know what that is because I'm doing a typical thing that we all do, right? I'm comparing, right? Why am I depressed? I don't have anything to be depressed about. He's got, he's missing a leg. I got all my legs. You know, I got a cool wife. I got beautiful kids. Like I have nothing to be depressed about. And so I went through that for a long time. And then finally, it just kind of like took over. You know, hey man, you're depressed. Like this is this is the reality of the situation. So at my darkest, my darkest point, man, uh, I tried to kill myself. And 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 I didn't, and I say that loosely in the sense of I didn't do like some people, like where they actually slice their wrist and they actually pull the trigger and it goes wrong. Um, I had an intervention, man, and 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 call it serendipity, call it Odin, God, whatever it is, man, something. Uh, came down and my, I had a phone call. I had a phone call from a friend and he, instead of doing the typical normal, like, hey man, hey, what's up? He just told me, he was like, hey man, how are the kids? Very first thing out of his mouth, he started asking me about my kids. The side story to this is I have a friend I grew up with who whose father killed himself in front of him, right? And so one of the things as I'm trying to figure out how to end my life is to make sure that my kids aren't affected, but they're still gonna be affected, but I didn't want them affected like that because I watched this guy who's a beautiful human, man. I watched him go from the typical, I don't remember how old we are, we'll just say eight, 18 year old, right? To just a guy who was lost, of course, right? Yeah. Completely lost and he was lost and he was lost now, but it took him 20 years to, to figure that out. That phone call, you know, essentially snapped me out of it, we'll say. And then I spent the next, I mean, it wasn't over then. I spent the next four to six months, probably longer, you know, fighting through it. Yeah, it was actually way longer. It was actually more like uh, 18 months, 18 months figuring out how to be happy, how to live, not even be happy, how to be content, how to live, how to not look at everything as just like, it's net down and take care of yourself, right? I think one of the things that guys from my, my former community in the military, man, like, uh, when you say take care of yourself, they, and I don't mean it in some really like self-care bullshit. I mean, it's okay to take care of yourself. Like it's okay to, to pause and, and get rest and, and sleep. It's okay to, to do the things that, that you find, uh, refill your tank, whatever that might be for you. Right. Um, cause a lot of times, man, you know, you're hard. That's, that's all it is. You just gotta be a hard man. It's only so much of that you can take, I think sometimes. So. Anyway, so what, what happened was I, um, the way I, t I describe it is it's, uh, it's like this scene in a movie where you're falling, right? Those scenes is just falling and you don't know, there's nothing to catch you. I'm just trying to find something to catch myself and, and, and hold myself up and, until I can catch a breath and figure it out. And uh, what kind of ended up happening is I read a book called The Power of Habit. And my father is huge on habits. You know, habits make the man is what he says, right? I read this book called The Power of Habit, and uh, one of the things in that book the guy says, it's, the easiest way to change your habits is to change your environment. And so now I'm out of the military at this point. I'm trying to figure life out, and I'm miserable. I'm trying not to kill myself still. And I think I could go back to Afghanistan. That's a different environment. It's a complete change. So if I'm going to set up new habits and a habit to, to save my life, that might be the place to do it. I'm away from everything. I'm away from everyone. Life is simple over there. It sounds like a good place to start. So that's what I did. I left and I went to Afghanistan to contract. And uh, I did that for three or four years. I, I found some counselors. But more than that, I found silence. 
I found a shit ton of books, found out how to be alone and not lonely. Just kind of figure out, man, like um, I stole it from, from my buddy Tate, man. My buddy Tate says, sometimes you just got to figure out how to, how to fall in love with your life again. And so that's really what I was saying to myself on a constant, regular basis. Like, how do I fall in love with my life on a daily basis? So like one of the things I would do is I, write, I would write these notes to myself, thank you notes every night. I would write a thank you note every night. And I would write a thank you note to a person, a place, a thing. And then sometimes I didn't have anyone or anything to thank or feel gratitude or grateful for. And so I would write a thank you note to a word or, let you know, like the word yet. I'm thankful for the word yet because... I'm going to accomplish this or I haven't accomplished this yet, you know? And so that's kind of where it, where it was, man. It's, a, it's like, sometimes you don't have shit to be thankful for, or it feels like that. So sometimes you just got to be thankful for the most simple, menial, most basic thing you can find. Right. And sometimes that is, um, well, part of that, if we're honest, right. If we really look at it, part of that is finding that power within yourself and part of, and I think part of power comes from the fact of uh, knowing yourself, knowing who you are, but also being able to control who you are and controlling who you are a lot of times comes more from what you say than how you think, I think, because you can't, you can't stop how you think, right? It's fast. It just comes. I'm not having a good day. I don't want to say that. Five minutes later, what do you say? I'm not having a good day. But what you can do is you can control your words. And I find the more you control your words, the more you can start leveraging that and to control your actions and to control your thoughts. But it doesn't happen the other way around. And it's a process, right? And so sometimes you just got to sit back and recognize it. Sometimes you recognize it in other people. And you be sitting around and somebody's like, man, it's a shit day. You look up and you say, is it a shit day? Yeah. You know, or, or is this just a thing that happened and it just passed? But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to latch on to it. And so... I just spent a lot of time doing that, man, in that process, thinking about the things that get me fired up, thinking about the things that I can do. And then I, I had a realization, I think somebody was talking about how social media is bullshit. They were like, it's all curated. And I was, and I was jumping on the bandwagon and I was like, yeah. And then I thought about it and I was like, my life is curated if I so choose. You get to curate your life just like you curate social media. I don't have to have you as a friend or a follower. I don't have to go over here if I don't want to, especially as a guy who spent 20 years in the military, right? Like now I have the complete, I can do what I want. What do you mean? Realizing like I could actually curate my life and just not be at the whims of life, right? Like I can choose this. I can choose these people. I can choose these friends. I can choose these actions and issues. I cannot make you do anything. I can't make a, uh, another soul do a, a fucking thing. But what I can do is make sure I show up as the best me possible and I react and respond in the best way possible, which is hard, but it's a choice that I get to make. That's, that's, that's where it started. A lot of people think that if someone is controlling them and it's like, if you're in a job and you have a boss, so that boss is asking you to do something about at the end of the day, that job is just part of the thing that you do. You got to choose that job that you're doing. You get to choose the things that you think about on a daily basis, but for some reason or another, people don't think that. And it's like, it is so freeing to think, hey, I can think, do whatever I, whatever I like. And it's why yeah. thought is such a powerful thing because it's like, you can, you can fight a human being 
you can have a discussion around something, but that thought that's in that person's head is like, that's my thought. You can't fight a thought. It's one of those things, man, where um, I think once you realize it, and then once you realize too, like I can make any of these choices, they come with consequences. Yeah. But those, those, again, like I can live with those. And if I can't live with it, I can still make a choice to make this the best way possible. If I hate this job, I can start figuring out how to leave it if I can't just be the person that walks out on the job. But sometimes you, you can and you have to be the person who walks out on the job. But people will act like they can't do it because it's scary or unknown or, or whatever, man. But to, to blow your life up, sometimes it's what you need. Not for everyone, but some people, man, it's, it, it's not going well or it's, it's whatever you're living by somebody else's convention. Hey, it's your choice. You get a, you get a choice. You get to curate your life as you so choose, man. And, and I think the, the more you curate that life you want, the more it, you're able to fall in love with it. You said something that I was really interesting and it was knowing knowing yourself. What do you mean by that? I mean, everything from like what you value, what you truly value, right? Like, well, there's things we'll, we'll say we value and there's things we say we like and we want, um, but maybe it's for someone else's, maybe, maybe it's for show. So that, that, I think that's part of it. Knowing who you are in, in the sense too of, if you lose and lost everything today, what are you, who do you have? And how would you go forward in life? I think all those things are important to know who you are, what you want to its most basic core level, man. If I know that these are the things that make me happy, if I know that this is the thing that I want, it's really hard to move me from this position. It just is because this is, this is who I am. Whereas like if I'm doing something because the crowd or... I feel a certain way or I want to be looked at in a certain way. I want to be a nice guy, right? So I do nice guy things, but maybe I'm not really truly down a nice guy. Maybe I'm maybe I got a little bit more bad boy in me than than I want to portray. Then I find that people when they do that, they 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 have a, an inherent dissatisfaction with life. So knowing who you are and being able to live according to that that fashion, I think is super important, man. And you know, I think values is a good one. Like, right. Like if you tell me you value time and, uh, or you tell me you value time with your family, right. And you're at work and work ends at five 30 and that email comes in and it's five 29. We know what the answer is. If you really value your family, there is no, there's no other answer, but I get up and leave because it's five 30. I go home. I go see my family at five 30. That's what it means. That's, that's my, that's what I said. So I think things like that are part of it, man. I think, um, just trying to just be as honest with yourself as possible, you know, which is, uh, you know, another thing I didn't, I didn't talk about, but uh, journaling, man, being able to, to journal and be just ruthlessly honest with who you are, what you are, what you want, the grime of it, you know, the beauty of it, whatever it might be, but just being able to be honest with yourself. If you can't do that, then I think it's really hard to do anything. You yeah. know, I, it's, it's one of the reasons why I found myself in, in my position is I wasn't honest with myself. That's what I, at least what I think, what I, what I believe to be true is I wasn't being honest with myself as a person, which led to me, it wasn't the only thing, but it led to a lot of my problems and issues.
That's really, really powerful. It's a full circle in such searching for new experiences. And when you're going into these new experiences, you're learning different things. You're learning about yourself. You're learning about your boundaries, resetting them. It's that constant readjustment and keeping the good, getting rid of the bad, and just constant, uh, constantly moving forward. And I think sports jiu-jitsu or all of this kind of stuff really strips away the bs of it all and taking it back to the basics and i think that's why like living an active life is so important you don't have to do jiu-jitsu you don't have to be going into these uh, bodybuilding uh, competitions but as long as you're giving these physical exertion and you're learning where you are, you're learning where you stand and what's working and what it isn't, you're naturally going to progress and become this better person, this person that you really are ultimately. Yeah, I, and it's hard to not build confidence when you're doing something and you're getting better at it or you're learning and you get to kind of sort yourself out, right? Like you start jujitsu and you're really bad at it and, and then all of a sudden you're, you're kind of good. You know, you're surviving at least you're not getting tapped every day then all of a sudden you're tapping people right and then but you can't tap that guy but you can tap this guy you know and then all of a sudden that guy that tapped you all the time now he can't tap you You can't tap him but you at least survive and 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 i think that's where you know it's a part of confidence man it's like so i i I agree with you and i also think like right when you're talking about physicality there's something there in the sense of uh being able to separate yourself from all of the i don't like to use the word anxiety because for me it's not something i i I truly identify with but like i would say anxiety or just things in in your in your being that uh, unease that some people feel right like if you can get a physical exertion even walk some of my best thinking comes during or after a walk you know you take a 20 minute walk and next thing i know i'm oh man i never thought of it this way you know so i i think it's, it's extremely important and, and and more so again like there are people out there who can't take a walk right now just so fucked up yeah but i mean you know and so imagine imagine knowing that i feel better after i take a walk and refusing to take a walk but that's what we do yeah exactly so often like i know i feel better if i go for this walk but for some reason i'm gonna hold myself in this room and not feel better because why this has been an absolute fire i've i've thoroughly enjoyed it i'm sure the people who's following you and my follow and my listeners i'm going to take away a whole bunch of nuggets i appreciate your time more than anything hey man i appreciate it final question if you were to go back to your 18 year old self and give him 10 seconds of advice what would it be oh man 10 seconds of advice yeah right. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That's a, that's a good one. I would probably tell him to, uh, dang, I don't know, man. I, I guess I would tell him to, uh, you're going to make it plan on making it. Or maybe I would tell him to, uh, here, here's the thing I've been thinking about a lot. So I'll just go with this. Don't just be happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Act like you deserve to be here. Right. I love that. So I've been thinking about it a lot. So that's what I would tell him. Yeah. Where can people find you? Instagram a traveling underscore man no g traveling that's where you can find me that's where i do most things i have a um apparel website with a blog called uh we are warpath.com you're going to be writing a book in the near future 
Yeah, I am. I'm working on a book right now. It's called On Borrowed Time. It's not a memoir, and it's 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 just a guide. Uh, I call it a guide for digging out, man. That's that's how I refer to like what what that's how I refer to guys who I think are recovering from depression and suicide or or whatever it might be that you're suffering from. And I wanted to be able to take the things that I learned over the past couple of years and put it in, in into a form where somebody can read this and go, I can do this and get well. I got through the first draft. We're re, we're, we're hitting it hard again. So hopefully uh, we'll get it done here shortly. Thank you so much. And so thank, thank you. you. Bye, everybody. Really appreciate you listening to the episode. If you had a light bulb moment or that aha moment, it goes such a long way. If you could take 20 seconds and leave a five-star written review, screenshot the episode and share it to your stories and make sure you tag me for that shout out.